Hey, and welcome back. Another episode of Michigan Brews with our new fancy uh, short logo <laughs> or intro. One, one, one version of it. One, one version. Yeah, that's right. Um, hopefully that'll get better with uh, some more graphical and artwork in the in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, so super excited to be drinking on stream again Always. last week. Why were we off last week? Homebrew. Uh, yeah, yeah. South County Homebrew Club. That's right. Shout out to South County. That was a, it was a good night. Uh, got to try a bunch of beers. Couldn't drink last night cause I had to do a damn blood test. So super glad to be drinking tonight. Uh, anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking with, uh, Nikki D or Nikki de clerk from the Michigan beer cup. Uh, we're going to dive into the competition and, and, and get to know more about that. Um, and since she's a home brewer too, let's bring her in before we get into what we're drinking so we can see what she's got in the glass too. Nikki. Welcome. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> what do you got? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking my Belgian Spice Saison, and I actually won second place with this uh, last year at Michigan Beer Cup in the Belgian category. Nice. Sweet. <laughs> the, uh, the same exact beer that you're drinking now or just the same recipe? It might be the same exact. I think it's the cool. last like five or six bottles I, I have, but yeah. Stuff usually ages pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds it delicious. Yeah. How do you? And, and I'm already getting off topic of the beer cup, but, <laughs> but how, do you, how do you have like? So is it a? Uh, actually, no, no, we're good. I was going to ask what like you used to use and stuff like that for that. But. Um, I the saison, anything that says saison. So okay. it's it's probably the fifth or sixth incarnation of this beer. It's the third recipe I've ever created. A third beer that I've ever brewed. And um, the first time I brewed it, I only made like a three gallon batch and it was all extract and it, it had to age a whole year before it actually tasted good. And then I've done all grain versions, specialty grains with extract and I've used just different versions, but I've kind of fine tuned like what little bits and doodads go into it um as far as spices and i've narrowed it down to like just a few handful and and some orange zest and honey into it and it's like christmas in a glass that sounds nice. amazing yeah. yeah very nice what are you drinking brian uh two weeks ago we had a was it two weeks ago that we did our, our october fest beer yeah so yeah so i uh, i still have some of that um gonna bottle that up with a, a buddy this week but I uh, have some of that. After that, I'll be uh, opening up the last bottle of a Sour New England IPA I made with a Philly Sour Yeast. And I got some double IPA sitting over here, too, that I have on tap. Right on. Yeah. And then right before the show, I guilted Jordan into going to get in homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, I don't know, looks like a brown ale of some sort. But <laughs> the mystery bottles. Yeah. There was, a, there was just an X on the cap, so... Uh, <laughs> We'll see. I'm sure, that meant like do not drink. Like, yeah, it could be. <laughs> I might go blind on stream. We'll, we'll find out. I rated the cellar too. I, I, because of the basement woes this year, I haven't had a chance to brew a lot. And uh, so I went and grabbed, I think this is a 2019 coffee stout that tastes like cherries now. It's, it's good. Don't know what the fuck might happen there, but whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, I got a bunch of homebrew on deck. We'll get through that later. Uh, we're going to talk beer cup. So <laughs> what is the Michigan beer cup, Nikki? <laughs> uh, well, the easiest ex explanation, it's Michigan's largest homebrew competition. It's uh, 
for lack of better words, inclusive to Michigan home brewers and whether they're part of a club or not. I, um, and basically you turn your beer into the BJCP certification, uh, the 2015 guidelines, and uh, we judge it and we have a big old party to celebrate everybody's winnings. <laughs> is it only you said inclusive? Is it, is it really limited to only Michigan brewers? Like, is that a requirement? It's like 99%. I do 99%. have, there, there's, there's a few people that have moved out of state mm. and that are aware of it or family members. And if they make pains or efforts to do it and they ask me, Hey, I'm from, we've had some from England a couple of years ago and wow. we've, yeah, we've had, and I mean, I'm okay with opening the doors, but that person has to make the effort and ask me, ask questions and go beyond that, that point. Cause, but most of the people are, who are aware of it are either related to somebody within the uh, Michigan or were part of Michigan and have moved out since yeah. then. So, and it's kind of one of those gray areas, but in, <laughs> in general off topic or general, you just say all inclusive. <laughs> Right on. So how long has it been running? How long have, how long have you been doing or That's two separate questions. <laughs> I've, been, I've been running it for two years. It's been running for 10 years. Angie ran it for a year before I did. And Dan has been pretty much running it almost pretty much since inception. Or he's been part of it at some point or another. So he doesn't mind helping out with the computer parts and some... Um, actually uh, registering us and then turning in the score sheets and the judging score sheets and all the, the winners and stuff like that to the actual BJCP um, and letting them know all the updates and the details. But other than that, he tries to let the homebrew community do it. And, mm -hmm. and I'm part of the homebrew community. And that's why like this, this year I was trying to get more people involved because it's a lot for one person. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I was really excited about being and, and helping out from the West side uh, mm -hmm. this year and uh, just started, um, you know, reaching out to some of the breweries and, and people in the area and then COVID hit and you know, shot yes. all that shit. So next year, still here, happy to help. Well, and that's what's, that's why I was trying. That's why I'm very happy that you wanted to be a part of it, Jason, because that's what I wanted is people have connections with other people that I don't have connections with. And that the other part is, is I'm here on the east side of the state. You're on the west side and you come over and you make an effort. And it's great that you get like a Kunin gift certificate or, you know, but it's like, I gotta make that trip to get out there. And, yeah. and it's, it would be nice to just say, hey, you know, here's some west side stuff. There is yeah. other items that are out there. And, you know, I know us Michigans, we love our state. We like to travel in it, but sometimes you wanna stay close to home. No, I'll be honest. I've been been um, participating in the Beer Cup for five years, and I still probably have four or five gift cards to Beard <laughs> or Coonan, or and I just never have never gotten over there to use them. But it's <laughs> what was there on the table, so I took it. <laughs> the other thing you could do is is you could always uh, you can always start putting out. Hey, I got to do a trade up because that's, yeah, that's very yeah. popular right now. Yeah. Say, I it was always up. it was always the best intent to get over there and use them, and then just life never played out that way. But. Well, the road is paved <laughs> with good intentions, but it's held on the engine. <laughs> That's all right. Mm. We we all have our moments. Right on. 
Oh, so what else you got for me? <laughs> how, how, how big is this competition? Like we, you, you said it's, uh, it's Michigan's biggest homebrew competition, right? So how, how big, like how many entries so, has, has it been growing, you know, since you guys started It's actually, it? since I've been part of it, it's been going down. Uh, so I think the largest maximum number of entries they had, I don't know if it was the actual number, but it was 800 was the max entries at, at one point or another. I think it was wow. at least three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And But I guess when Angie was part of it, it was around 775 or 725, some magic number like that. And then uh, it's gone. It's been around that point or under for us. So... I, I uh, but I also what I was trying to do too is well, the reason I brought it down to like 500 last year from 700 is is I wanted to have people focus on and being part of their local homebrew community and talking one on one with their uh, fellow homebrewers who are BJCC certified or non BJC certified and get to know their community and then turn it in and we're kind of like a next tier so i was trying to elevate it and minimize some of it but i don't want to like completely eliminate uh people because that's the other thing is a lot of people do and i don't know about all clubs but a lot of club members um will use the same beer and enter it in multiple categories mm -hmm. and and see what hits and sometimes it's just a hit or miss sometimes it's it's beneficial so sometimes it's both Yes, I've won, I've, won, I've won two with the same beer. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, everybody, uh, I just looking at numbers, just dealing with like the numbers game as quantity, not necessarily quality. I'm just going to say quantity because I don't want to get into the quality issues, but quantity that sometimes is where it's at as far as homebrew competition or Michigan beer cup competition is. <laughs> I actually think it was uh, one beer fest. And if Dan watches this and says I'm wrong, then I'll admit it. But I think I was getting drunk with Dan and I was talking about <laughs> my, it was my coffee stout, dry Irish stout. And I was debating on whether or not it was really like a foreign extra. I can't remember or something. And, and then it was Dan was like, well, then why the hell don't you just enter it in both? And I'm like, that's what I'm fighting Dan <laughs> doing that. He goes, oh, he goes, the more the merrier. And it's like, do you understand? We need people to do this. <laughs> and that's, that's the other thing I've been fighting is getting judges, available judges to do it. And, and you're fighting, you're fighting a summer beer festival because usually it's the judging is hosted the weekend after that was always been typical when I've been part of it, whether I was just stewarding, not actually running it. Um, actually, I think Kevin Paul ran it one year too, um, from craft. Um, but anyways, he, uh, uh, that, that is, is Dan's like the more, the merrier, let's add more people. Let's have a, let's just make it unlimited. It's like, dude, we got 15 judges for the next three days. <laughs> and they cycle. <laughs> it's it's not an easy thing. So, and you're fighting people who already have entries too. On top of that, oh, that's not fun. Right. The uh, the state fair is doing their competitions again now too. Not necessarily around the state time, but didn't I heard a rumor at one point in time that the beer cup came as a result of the state fair shutting down their homebrew yes. competition or something? Yes, originally. 
the state fair, this is in tradition of the state fair homebrew competition, I believe 10 years ago. So this is what started Beer Cup. Okay. And state fair did reach out to me back uh, two years ago when I first started um, doing the Michigan Beer Cup and wanting to understand and know what to do. And we again talked to them again this year about it. Um, so we never took a Michigan Beer Cup never took the state name. It just said in tradition of. So whether somebody oh, okay. took the state fair name, that was fine. Yeah. The more the merrier. I'm taking Dan's approach on that one. I mean, so, from the, the homebrewers approach, I'm, I'm happy to have two. Then <laughs> I want more, more competitions. So yeah, more local ones is better. Yeah. What was that? Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if you, you, you mentioned something about uh, judges and finding more, you know, finding more people. Has there been a, uh, I guess, what's been the biggest struggle with finding judges? I guess, and on that aspect, is this, um, are you finding BJCP certified judges? So does that mean that this competition is actually is, certified BJCP? It is a sanctioned BJCP certified event. Judges get points. Stewart get points. I get points. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my points, but I get them. <laughs> uh, and my points are weird because they go by the total of people, but uh, that actually enter and get scored and everything like that. Um, but uh, yes, it is a BJC per certified. And what happens is, is you get an email back from them of local, basically Michigan, or pretty much the whole list of BJC certified people. I There's like Argentina on there, there's Belgian, it's, it's everywhere. So I just cycle out everybody and just find the ones that say Michigan. And then the few people who I know, like Sandy Cockerham out of uh, Indiana will come out and, and visit because she visits friends and, and whatnot. So you get a couple people that you get to know outside of the state, but um, you get a whole list. And I pretty much just mass email them. Like I mass email all the uh, the vendors to try to get sponsorships and stuff like that. But uh, you email them and hope to God you hear from them. And sometimes it's just shot in the dark and you get a few people. And sometimes you get a lot and you don't what I've learned with any type of event, you'll get a last hurrah, usually the day of, or like the few days right before everything shuts down. Hmm. <laughs> so makes it real, and, uh, real easy to organize. You know? right. oh, very much so. Very much so. Very much so. And then, and then you get people say, you know, Oh, I'll come and participate. Cause you happen to see them in between everything. Just show up, please just show up. Here you go. <laughs> I don't care. Just be there. I mean, we've pulled stewards, from our um, from Michigan Beer Cup, when they're stewarding, we have too many stewards, and they'll split up certified judges and put a steward with a certified judge, and and just to keep going, just to keep cool. things rolling. Oh, so. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's uh, yeah, be good to get experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's a very good time. It's um, I don't know uh, what other clubs do, but we in KGB have. Um, an intra club competition, and we actually use the BJC score sheet, um, um, and we uh, we write them out. We try to partner up, and we talk about them, and and we try to get feedback. So even if you're not familiar with them, that's a good way to practice, learn, get partnered up with somebody Absolutely. who's been doing it. Even if they're not certified, because KGB is a little light in that area, but we do have quite a few more than we have in the past, and. Um, 
So it's kind of nice just to learn to understand. It also helps you to understand the process because we try to do it as close to like as if we're judging one category where we um, we do is we'll judge all the beers and then anything 38 or higher will go up unless we need something that goes more to it or if they say hey, you know it's going to go forward and then we do a mini best of show to get a best of show at that point for that and then we get points awarded within our in our club towards like a little prize at the end of the year so oh, that's cool yeah throw it there. we're just starting to talk about whether we're going to start tracking right um yearly competitions and how many you know medals or points that you get you know throughout whatever competition you enter and then kind of do something at the end of the year we're, mm -hmm. So we're we're starting to play with that in keepers a little bit. Um, you, you'll get a hit, you'll get a hit or miss too because um, K KGB has done where they've done a competition every month. Right now we're running like ev every quarter we'll have a competition mm -hmm. and it's a uh, a bunch of categories and we've limited. If you entered in that category that year, you can't enter it again the rest of the year. Oh, so cool. like if you've done an IPA, you can't do another IPA. You know. Yeah, so it's but we've done where we've had one category uh, each month, and you're turning a beer in every month, and you're having the judge, you know, officers and people who want to volunteer to judge every month, and we've had like a couple beers and or like you know more than three, um, but less than five sometimes, and then we've had thirteen, twenty-one beer entries. So it just depends on what people brew, and that's why it's gone through different changes and stuff like that. So be open to the uh, possibility that it may not work this year; it may work again next year, and you might have to change it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're we're just about ready to, or we're going to start on the Keepers Cup. Which is, uh, the 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 club competition is brew your best beer no category um so that should be coming up soon and hopefully we'll get all the members to participate but yeah covid really put a dent in our and everything it just yeah, yep fucked everything so <laughs> our uh kgb's gone together at usually just officer homes um yeah. we have done in the patio at k2 and this last month was the first month since March that we were actually at K1 because Coonan uh, is open and uh, you know, you still get the people who are kind of worried on the indoor stuff, but I think after one or two drinks, everybody kind of just, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us about how you organize this. You, you, you get all these beers in, you get 500 plus whatever it is. And, uh, and, and then what do you guys do with them? You got all this beer. How do you guys break that out? And there's all these different categories and stuff. So do judges. Does it all happen on one day? Yeah. <laughs> Usually two to three days. Okay. It depends. So the actual judging is typically we've managed with the, the lighter number of entries. We kept it to two. But um, in the past, it has been Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's Friday evening. And we try to do some of the either like the IPAs or some of the little tiny categories where they're just one or twos. But the past two years that I've done it, we've managed to get it on Saturday and Sunday. And we've pushed hard. Uh, at least one of those days to get things done. Um, so what you do is, is you obviously register online for this, whether you do one entry or the max number of entries, doesn't matter. And you got to get your beer to uh, a drop-off location. So then you have to coordinate with many people around the state and get all those beers to one spot. <laughs> 
So I have driven from Holland, Michigan, because my dad lives 15 minutes north of there, uh, to Traverse City and home in one day, picking up entries. Oh, that's a lot of miles. I'm going to take a guess. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good car. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you, you either coordinate with somebody who can pick them up at those places, meet you halfway. I'm kind of, uh, that was part of this year was going to be a part of. So, Jason, I was going to have yep. you rendezvous, try to pick up whatever's on that side and say, hey, let's meet in Lansing and just be done with it. It makes it a little less worrisome for people. Totally. And when yeah. we get to that next year, I, I totally expect it. I'm, I'm like six miles from Bells and I'll run up to Holland for you or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll get that. Siciliano's market is usually Siciliano's. There. Yeah. But you know what they're the most notorious for? And I, <laughs> I hate to do this, but they are most notorious for not giving me all the entries. I've had to go back each year. Oh, oh really? I had to send oh, no. somebody back the second, the first time. And the okay. second time I went back and I just got my butt up in the morning and I drove all the way out there and back in one morning. So, and right. it's like, all right, let's just get on my road at 6 a.m. and just do it because well, I'll get there this year since it's, you know, called out online. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll actually volunteer all of us. We will help you next year take care of that. So okay. Michigan Bruce has the, the Jason has side. gift cards for the uh, east side that he needs to west burn. Side. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> yeah. So once we get all those entries to, so let's say Jason, you pick them up and you have them, um, whether you rendezvous with me to meet them or you want to participate in sorting. Um, sorting typically happens during a weekday. I've aimed for Thursday because it's just an easier day for most people. Um, and I think it's happened on a Tuesday before, but we basically all get together and, um, I like Rochester Mills production facility because it's far enough away for most of us in this, uh, greater Detroit area to have to drive somewhere. So it kind of gives everybody, Hey, I got to drive 40 minutes to get to this place, you know? And, uh, but, uh, we get together at the location and we literally, sort the bottles basically first you sort it by category so all the entries so you have to keep the two bottles together right and you put them in that spot and then and then it starts to then it starts with uh registering and getting labels so when you register and labels so you basically you have several people with a computer it's usually two or uh two to four people on a computer manually entering the number According to this, after entering the number from the, uh, you know how you get those numbers on your entry forms, mm -hmm. that number goes in and has to be corresponded with the the number, the hidden number. So you don't mm -hmm. know what your you are. That's uh, so it's automatically randomized with the program uh, that Dan has set up, and um, and when you do that, um, and then then you separate them into two boxes. You separate it in for later. And for sooner, and the later is so basically the A bottle and the B bottle, and okay. and and so you, and then you got to stack it. So at that point, um, we're hoping to have when you have your um, so you always have a head judge, and uh, so Mike Winnie uh, has done it the past two years. I'm hoping he'll do it again next year, but we'll see. Um, it's a it's a hard task because it's dealing with people and uh, understanding the categories. I don't think he minds it, but it is, a, it is it's tough work, but in a short period of time. So he has to create a list based on the number of entries 
in what cat how many entries in each category and he puts it in order and how the judges are it's going to be judged so he'll have a morning and afternoon schedule and he'll have the categories you know 24 26 you know one and it won't be in, in a certain order he'll just have it and he usually does it by pallet too on top of that and uh, so we have that at the sorting date we'll have that list and when we pile all the boxes on these pallets to put in the coolers at the production facility it gets put in reverse order basically you start from the bottom and you work your way up and then it goes and gets put away in the cooler at that point so when we get ready for the actual the day of the box is right there on the top and we're like okay here you go here's and it's separated too by category with boxes or there may be two or three categories in one box depending on how many entries so there's a lot of prep work involved. And when you said before beer and after beer, is that like a, if one goes to like a final round, is that like the after beer? Is that what you're talking about? Like the B bottle or whatever? Yeah. So this is why you enter two beers. Um, so typically a bottle is the first one. And if it goes on to mini best, that bottle will be pulled. So that's right. why you have a cellar master, which, um, Sean Weissman of Craft and Victoria were uh, my head steward and my cellar master. So basically they both ran in tandem together. And uh, if it went on to mini best to show, um, they tried to use the first bottle, the A bottle to do a mini boss. And if it went on for best to show at that point, they will uh, pull that bottle and set it aside. And those are the ones that get open for the, then usually have like three judges that are actually, um, national and higher and they actually sit there with like all 40 beers in a row and they try, try each individual one so you will see on like Michigan Beer Cup I have a couple pictures on the Facebook page where you'll just see you know one big table with nothing but glasses on it and that's kind of what you're dealing with at that point but that's right. what the tea bottles for you want a freshie at that point because we may not judge that beer for best of show until the next day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that you guys have a lot of uh, leftover beer at the, yeah. at the end of the <laughs> yeah. So in 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 that vein, I have a I have a friend who actually I will take uh, ten gallons of dumped beer and uh, it gets distilled down and I re uh, make flavored uh, basically. Uh, alcohol because the first year we did it um uh we had like 190 proof <laughs> i had to cut it in half <laughs> so so it was, yeah when you start adding some of the higher mm. abvs it kind of you get more out of it but uh yeah i usually do is, is i'll put like about four ounce bottles out on the table for all the judges both days and uh first year we did lemon cello and i did I didn't have it all for uh, the first year because I didn't have it from the year before. Um, so I used some of my old beer to make some of the some of it. And uh, my friend made some limoncello and uh, I took New Holland Clockwork Orange and I aged it on oak spirals for six weeks and I poured some of that in there and that was delicious. Um, last wow. year we did the, uh, we took the, the, uh, the, mm. the 190 proof, cut it in half. So it was like, 90 uh, you know 95 100 proof um and i added uh red hot cinnamons to one of them and then i did uh, cherry limeade to the other and this year i was hoping to do caramel apple but <laughs> Next <Sorry. move>. Whoa. <laughs> Attack of oh, the <laughs> yeah your cat had a little bit of a <laughs> <laughs> 
Was that Davy, right? Uh, I think that one was Puppy, actually. Oh, puppy. Puppy and Davy. I like that. Cat, cat yeah. 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 <laughs> They're chasing each other, playing with each other. So, um, no, so we, we not all that beer gets dumped. Some people will take whatever's empty that doesn't win, get one. A lot of the, like, the stewards will walk home with some beer, take mm -hmm. some leftover beer home. Uh, I've walked home one, the, one of the first years I steward, I walked home with five boxes of empty bottles because I'm, I'm a bottle person. So, yeah. oh, that's cool. I mean, that's worth my weight in gold as far as I was concerned at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have known that. I tossed out probably 30 cases earlier. No. Oh. All, all you have to do is go to one of these events. It's just, it's, I have bottles. Who wants it? And somebody will walk away with at least. I'm surprised Brian didn't take those from you, Jason. Right, nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I posted something that said I have bottles and nobody replied to me. And I took them to the dump. I'm oh. pretty sure I did. Oh. Then, yeah. Because I, I recycled them, oh. but it was just like, yeah, nobody wants these bottles. I, on the, I'm the opposite, Nikki. I am a, 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 a hipster, a little prima donna. I won't reuse the damn bottle. I, it's not worth my time. No, I, <laughs> no, I hate washing bottles. Uh, I got, I got better. <laughs> I cleaned it. I like those. I like yeah, those. Yeah, the girls' yeah. flip tops. Yeah, I don't, I don't bottle a lot anymore. But I used to bottle everything, and then it was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not reusing. I, I but I had a, I had a hookup that was getting me really cheap bottles, so I. It's like, nah, nah, it's not, it's not worth it. Uh, I have, I bottle cause I don't drink fast enough out of the keg. There's that. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. I just, I just opened a common that I brewed last year. So you, you talked about, and this might tie into it and I'll, I'll be honest cause I'm a little tipsy already. So there's those categories that don't get a lot of entries. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've looked at those. I've looked at those categories to get like two, three entries or whatever. And uh, I might have brewed a beer uh, for one of those categories. Okay. But what do you do when when you you only have one or two entries? Like, do you, does it automatically win, or do you still hold it to a standard? Uh, we still hold it to a standard. It doesn't automatically win. Um, I think um, I can't remember. So the first year I uh, hosted Beer Cup was two years ago. I made sure that there was a winner for every single one of them. Every single, there was always a first, second, and third place. Yep. And I'm like, okay, we're not doing that again. <laughs> and so then I established, we can have a first, we can have a second, we can have a third, we can have a third, we can have only a second, we can have a second and third, but not a first. So that's good. That's good. So, and we can have no winners. There may yeah. be there may be a standard where there's just no winners at all. Period. There may be several entries, but nobody won for that. So is there like a minimum score standard. threshold? Yeah, there. Same question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so everybody's familiar with the fifty points in the BJCP uh, score sheet, whether it's cider or a mead or it's beer. It's all the same amount of points, um, but it just, uh, we have a, a the threshold of 38 or higher has always been the standard that I've been always holding it to, but we can make an adjustment if needed. If let's say nobody's getting up over 38 and we're having issues, we may, as stewards, you have the ability to talk you know, I technically will make the decision, but usually the head stewards come to me, let's just do 36 or higher. But you can also have judges that it stays at 38 or higher, but let's say they found a 32 to their liking. They can have it go on to mini best to show if they want to because they felt it was worth 
the effort to see how it would do up against other beers at that point. So it really is dynamic. It's just. It, it is. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> like, well, why did I get a 42 and somebody with a 38 got the first place and I didn't get anything. Sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Come on. I've only pestered you about that one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually, uh, that was Jacob Downey. Hopefully he's watching. And, and it was, it was me and was it, was it you, Brian? I think it was me and you. So th this is this is what made it even worse, Nikki. Is Brian? Yeah, I, uh, IPA. I don't know. I think Brian and I scored less than Jake Downey, our club member. Okay. But we meddled and he didn't. And yeah. and so you put us in an awkward situation. <laughs> I think oh, his score got erased, and we could see the erased yeah. score or something like that is what happened, wasn't Adjusted. it? Adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the other part of scoring that most people don't understand, too, is is you, you always are paired up with one judge. So there's always two minds that are addressing it. But you can also have very separate people, too. But you have to be within five points of each other. And if, let's say, they go through, do their little thing on the score sheet, and one ends up at a 42 and the other one ends up at a 32, that's a couple points difference at that point. So they have to balance it out somehow. And they one may have to bring it down. Somebody has to bring it up. So that could be some of the issue, too. Somebody may felt that it was better. Um, it's funny because I know it's... It, the, the BJCP scoring, they tried to take a lot of uh, judgment and hold it to a certain standard, but mm -hmm. there is still a small amount of subjective in that that's involved that you just can't get away from. I mean, dude, the last little line says, overall impression. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's sure. so subjective, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, okay, yeah, you know, but but I, well, I was always taught by Steve uh, Smallenberg uh, when I first started learning how to judge is uh, always try to say something positive. I mean, even if they filled the bottle correctly and it's the right color bubbles, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no matter if it tastes like vampire blood at this point, you know, because I've had beers that tasted like pennies and it's just like, oh, my God, mm -hmm. I can't get beyond this. Um, and, but you got to say something nice about it. That's, that's, that's the trick is, is you can't get, you know, can't get down on, on people for trying their hardest. Trying. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Of, oh, go ahead. No, I was just to say that, that, so it's very, it, that's where like the, you know, while you may have had a lower score than your friend and, and, and he had the higher score, it's. Try being on this side when you have people telling you the same thing over and over again. I know. Oh, no, you, you explained it really well to me when I emailed you uh, for him. And and I, I think what it was, I'm trying to, I really am trying to remember it. And he was like a session IPA. And I think I might have been a black IPA. And Brian, I, th I thought it was you, Brian. I, I, didn't you? Do, I thought you did gold. Didn't you do gold in IPA? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And so, and, and I think Brian had her standard IPA, and that was one of the things I think we talked about was, you know, when you go side by side in that mini best of show with everybody, uh, you know, sometimes the session's just not going to hold up against. The flavor is just well, not as punchy or. Well, yeah. here's the other part too is, so while we're judging, like, let's say an IPA category, for instance, um, you got, you got over 40 entries mm -hmm. from the IPA categories alone, not any of the other categories. And so when you do a mini best to show, 
you're comparing, like you said, a black IPA versus a session IPA versus a red IPA, and you're judging them against each other in the mini Vesta show. And that's what's uh, like fighting each other. So it may not, it may have been good for that category, just that category alone. Like the, the black IPA might've been just perfect for it. But when you hold it up to the set, you know, the session, the session may have been just that much better, that much closer too. Yeah. And sometimes they're so close. You're just, you're just saying, okay, this one likes it and this one likes it. And, and, but they can't find anything wrong. They have to find a reason to just say, okay, which one's better. Yeah. And, and so sometimes it's just that, that close. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. It's, it's good to hear how you guys go through it. Um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll tell Jacob to watch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier when we started too, like a, a, a quantity over quality thing. And then, and then on this subject too, like, uh, I, I had a question written up, like how, how big an issue are, uh, like gushers. Like, do you, do you still have like a lot of gushing bottles? Like, um, not so much. I mean, no, good, good. You, you at least get. I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably anywhere from one to four. It's it's not as happening very as often as people think it is. It just depends. Um, the uh, once in a while we do get it. I would say one in the morning, one in the afternoon for each day. Four four of them over the course of the day. Um, sometimes it's a slow gusher, not necessarily a gusher. Sure, it just overflows <laughs> at that point. So that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. So, but. Uh, I, I just always refer to those. Those are happy beers, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> very, very happy beers. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. There's yes. so many more people kegging these days, too, I think, that, like, probably, yeah. you know, aside from infections or something, that probably is keeping fruit quite a bit lower. Oh, yeah. We, we had our first can interview last year. We have I heard. That's sweet. How was that? Uh, I didn't get to try it. I just said, "Oh, it's a can entry," and somebody else judged it. <laughs> I just no, that that was Jacob, I think. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, work. so our, our our friend Jacob, the the session IPA guy we just talked about, he okay. actually um, he works uh, he worked for Michigan Mobile Canning or one of the canning companies, right, and I think he was canning his own homebrew. I, I remember. Yeah. I think he asked me like, "Hey, will they take cans?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do." And um, anyway, now he is actually works. He works in Illinois for Hot Butcher, and he he runs a canning line for Hot Butcher. But oh, in nice. the club, he was the big. Uh, he was the he was the guy on cans. And I'm I'm pretty sure he was the the first can entry there for you. Yeah, well, we'll probably see it a little bit more the next year because I know uh, KGB bought a canner, and Ooh. we have access to canning capabilities within the club and borrowing the canner itself. So, and I've I know a lot of people close. do. It. Yeah. yeah, I've come real close, and we've talked about even doing a group buy. I think on not necessarily on a club level, but I'm the same way. Like this close. Yeah, we we're getting to the point where the club has like literally inventory we have to keep track of, and it's like we actually have to have an officer in charge of just equipment. <laughs> That's so we, got, we got a giant kettle, you know, the canopies, we got a, uh, a corker, a bunch of other things, the canner. I think that would fall under your uh, purview, Brian. As yeah. the information officer. Yeah, information. I guess that is information. Information right? and equipment. <laughs> well, I think we call ours the master of stuff. As stuff. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Nikki, what do you... um? 
what what are I, 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 I'm going to ask this question. It's silly, but what are the most and least entered categories that you know of? I know IPA. Uh, IPA is going to be the biggest one. Um, as far as least, it's usually alternative uh, fermentables. Oh. Um, I can't rem Let me see if I could pull this category up. And I think we're going to start to see a surge of it in that because I know mm -hmm. our current uh, president um, started getting into it because of his uh, girlfriend. That's and right. We talked to him about that. Yeah. Uh, DJ. The, uh, the uh, gluten-free beers, right? The sorghums and the quinoas. And yeah. So you're basically your category 31 alternative fermentables. Um, yeah. It's got grain beer and sugar beer. So. And do you seltzer. see? <laughs> is there a, is there a seltzer category? Uh, I wonder if that would be under alternate fermentables. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> or would it be experimental? Uh, well, it says alternative fermentables: a standard beer, classic style, additional fermentables, sugar, honey, brown sugar, invert sugar, molasses, maple syrup, sorghum. Um, it might be the specialty category, which. Um, yeah. It, it clone beers, mixed styles, experimental beer, probably mixed experimental, but yeah. it uh, might not totally fall under the seltzer. Yeah, it might not fall under the uh, beer just because it, you know it's not necessarily a beer at that point. Well, I mean, it's if it it, it needs hops and grain. Corn, corn is 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 if corn's a, a certified adjunct and you're using dextrose, which is just corn sugar. Well, and then sorghum too, even at oh, that sorghum. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Something to think about. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hard seltzers into that category, only under this category. Oh, geez. So our, we had the hard seltzer episode like three or four or five weeks ago. I don't even remember. Yeah. Jordan missed it. That was a blackout drunk night for Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And and uh, you know just to tease it again, we're gonna have odd sides on next week. Uh, Wes uh, from Odd Sides, he's the head to head of sales, and uh, Odd Sides has been killing it with the seltzers, and uh, that's actually how I got tied onto it. So we did a, a cider episode where we thought we talk about what we know about cider, and which is shit. And then uh, Andrew Blake uh, from Blake's Hard Cider came on and schooled us. Yeah, I learned a lot. And then, uh, and then we did our our bullshit episode about seltzers, and now we're probably going to get you know Wes from Oddside to come on and educate us on seltzers. So, well, uh, Gordy over at uh, Cadillac Straits, um, he, they do they have hard seltzer on tap now. And if you go look at the uh, what's that, the turbo yeast, tells mm -hmm. you exactly how to make hard seltzer on the back of it. If you follow per the instructions does it yeah uh, that uh, when we did when we were doing the research for the the show the seltzer show everybody was like the the best yeast to use is turbo yeast uh, mm -hmm. or that i was finding it was like turbo yeast i think pinnacle yeast does a turbo yeast variety yeah it's 11, 18 yeah, it's yeah. Well, the trick the trick is is with it is because the sugar and water is not enough for it to ferment just the regular yeast yeah. packing you need to basically there there it goes quantity not quality <laughs> you just pour the yeast in and let it go to town and the trick is to do it in a very it's like chilling your wort you got to do it as fast as possible in a short amount of time because you have like this small of a window to to get it done otherwise it just because i did it and i didn't do enough yeast and it smelled horrible Smelled, smelled horrible. <laughs> I can't recall what I, what I, what yeast I used for my seltzer, but I had that at the homebrew fest uh, okay. last year. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, what'd you use, Jason? You you brought a watermelon, right? See, I brought. I, I started with. I think I started with Cali and it didn't do shit. So I threw champagne in there just to kick it in the oh, ass. Oh yeah, that's and, that's what I used. I think I used white wine. That's, yeah. yeah, and it did. It it, it did it. Um, but yeah, I liked yours better. Did well, thank it was you. Super good. Yeah. So if you want to uh, place in a competition and have a, a good you know shot at it, enter sorghum beer. Yeah, alternative <laughs> fermentables stand out. Do you uh, think? I think have I you think, seen a surge in loggers recently or no, I think it's kind of gone down a little bit. Um, so I'm just experience wise. Um, we, uh, an honorary member of ours, basically he, he's still part of the KGB, but he moved to the West side of the state. Um, Isaac Trowbridge, he, a uh, couple years ago, there was just, he just did a sweep like and it's just normal for him to uh to win at least one of the lager categories and um he uh there, there wasn't as much of a draw this time around for loggers I, I think there's just been a run of let's try something completely different let's not do ipas let's not do barrel ages let's do something completely different and i think that's why we got seltzers right now because we have an inertia of everything going on as everybody's going to like oh let's do some light stuff now fruited sours and stuff mm-hmm oh yeah another category that we get a lot of entries is always like the fruit yeah. Fruit category, so you'll always have something the special, you know, not the fruit, not the specialty category, the now fruit category. <laughs> I've seen, I've always entered in fruit categories, and and um, I've always been surprised at the competition in fruit categories. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot of great beer in the, in a lot of entries in the fruit category. Yeah, yeah. fruit's just delicious. Everybody loves fruit. <laughs> yep. I'm about to open one actually. And alcohol? I mean, it's like the perfect pairing. So, which fruit one is this one, Jason? Uh, this one's going to be a raspberry wheat, but it's two years old at this point. So that's yeah. I should have been a. I should have been an asshole and said that. I had six beers lined up for tonight, and five of them were actually gold medal winners at Michigan Beer Cup at some point. Nice. So, but. So uh, this this one uh, I'm finishing a common that I brewed. I brewed this common, this uh, English ale, just a, a common bitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I brewed it because it was a category that I had never done before, and I wanted to try it out. And so I brewed it, and I really enjoyed it. And then everything got canceled, so I drank it. Okay. <laughs> so I think this might be the last bottle. Jason, with that, what what fruit did you say was in there? So this one is uh, a raspberry wheat ale. Oh. Um, it's it's placed before I don't I haven't entered it in the last few years because I switched to a raspberry stout and uh, which I have that'll be so I'm I'm curious I've I've brewed a raspberry wheat a number of times and I had some left over that I brewed for my uh, brother-in-law's wedding and I pulled the bottle out <clears throat> just a couple weeks ago and it was like all the raspberry fell out of it it was really really odd so it was like a blonde ale base that I just put on raspberries. And like after it sat for a while, yeah, mine was it's, nowhere near that color. So it's darkened up quite a bit. Yeah, two-year-old raspberry wheat, raspberry still huge raspberry on the nose. I was just curious if you'd ever come across that. I'm getting off topic from Michigan home. That's <laughs> just, just me because I, I opened it's up. Actually, still, it's still really good. I throw it's, it in now. 
my first beer I ever brewed was a banana ale. And I still got to go back and rebrew it, but I did it with extract because I, uh, extract banana extract because I didn't know any better. And now all I'll do is, is probably figure out a way to use my dead bananas that I use for banana bread in my freezer and just throw them in there somehow and just get this nice banana. Cause I, um, I love doing fruits. Um, I did, um, a watermelon ale where I actually juiced for watermelon and used the watermelon juice as my water for mm-hmm. my wort. And I um, boiled it. It looked like roadkill, just yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for, you know, put the hops in it. And I had to use some DME to, to, to bring it up, but this, it was delicious. It tasted like it was earthy, um, but it had a natural watermelon flavor to it. It didn't taste did, like the Jolly Rancher. Did yours clear up? Uh, yeah, clarified a lot because I, I was lazy and I kept it in the refrigerator for a very long time before bottling it. So I actually, uh, I actually years ago, five, four years ago, I went to Meyer and I bought 11 watermelons and I, I, I juiced them. Uh, and it was funny cause I got stopped like five times coming out of Meyer with this shopping cart full of watermelons. People are like, what in the hell are you doing? I'm like making beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I juice to juice them too. Yeah. I, yeah. I had like multiple blenders set up and I like peeled them all and I was like throwing them into blenders and then throwing them, uh, pouring them through like, uh, uh I used a brewing bag. So I was dumping in that. So that the drain or the, it would strain out. Oh, I, my friend had a juicer, one of those turbo juicers. Oh, I, yeah, it in there. there was seeds flying everywhere. <laughs> you know, it was just, it was kind of crazy, but, like fun. Yeah. Yeah. but I, I did it. It was an all grain batch that I, I, so I used, I, I got 11 gallons of watermelon juice and then I, I, I mashed in with it with a, a standard grain bill. I didn't calculate for the sugar of the watermelon. So what I was planning on being a 7% beer turned out to be a 13% beer. Ooh. And um, yeah, it came out super boozy and nasty, and it wasn't good. I mean, it's it's. I think it's good now. Five yeah. years later, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's mild. It's definitely smoothed out. But I was surprised that all the like it looked like roadkill, like you said when I was brewing it. But after I, I fermented with it, it actually did drop out and become like a really nice, um, like a, a reddish yeah. hazy kind of. Oh, mine was like straw clear. Oh gold. wow! Yeah. <laughs> No, mine mine stayed like a more of like um wasn't like a, a lager was more it wasn't a red it was closer to the orange red color but it wasn't red or pink in any color of that fashion but it had a deeper color than just like your straw so it sucks that it turned out bad that would have been great it, it was interesting and it was actually inspired by Michigan homebrew fest and it might've even been KGB. I was there. It was the first year I went, I was a, a day tripper, which is just okay. a mistake. Nobody should ever day trip. To <laughs> well, no, you, could, no. you could be like our resident Nathan and just walk around in a sombrero and just fall asleep on a bench or when <laughs> in the house. we actually have pictures of that behind the KGB thing or just fall where you're stand and just stay there. But no, I was, it was one of the first homebrew fest I went to and, and this guy had this watermelon beer and I'm like, I, I loved it. And I went up to talk to him about it. And I'm like, how did you get this amazing watermelon flavor? And he's like, I threw a pack of watermelon Jolly Ranchers in there. I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm waiting for like watermelon Kool-Aid powder or something like that. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Well, one year Red Ledge actually took Mountain Dew and fermented it and it turned into like this wonderful sour beer that you weren't, well, it wasn't even beer at that point, it was just fermented Wine. Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious though. It's like, oh, this is good. It was like drinking like a tart, like a sweet tart, but not quite, you know. I'd, I'd try it, but fermented Mountain Dew just does not sound good. Mm, but with it's... Philly sour yeast. <laughs> oh, okay. Once in a lifetime opportunity, though. Yeah, so no like, joke. Now, now, yeah. I've got, now I feel like I'm going to come home with some Mountain Dew. My wife's going to ask me what the hell I'm doing. I'm be like, don't, don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just go about your business. Let me do mine. <laughs> we don't drink. We don't drink pop or soda, whatever you want to call it uh, here. So it'd be pretty uncharacteristic. Um, <laughs> with like a six pack of Mountain Dew. <laughs> I think they also did red pop. They bought like fago red pop and they did it with that as well. Oh, uh, yeah. So, that sounds cool as hell. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Speaking of like weird ingredients and stuff like that, the uh, and I don't know if this is a homebrew festival thing or a beer cup thing. I'm, I'm assuming it's a homebrew club or the, the festival, but uh, all the clubs do a uh, or have the option to participate in like club brews every year right the uh the gang, the gang, brew. gang brew yeah is that something you would help organize ever or no i think they uh so the one thing that people get mixed up with uh michigan beer club and michigan homebrew festival mm -hmm. while they operate together you know, hand in hand and help each other out. They're two separate entities. And that was always originated because of um, Pat Hyde and whatnot, because of, you know, everybody talked about doing something weird and crazy and, and then, but somehow controlling it. So I, um, I knew who somebody who was in charge of it this year. I can't remember, um, but she was, you know, picking out the ingredients. So I think it's kind of whoever is participating or helping out homebrew festival or makes noises. They'll they'll say, yeah. okay, you're in charge of it and you're doing it, and this is, and you kind of have the creative control to to handle it and how how it's going to operate. But yeah. it typically run under the premise of three or more people. Um, pick one of each ingredient from the three subcategories or something. So they, they follow the number three or something. But I think, I think it's cool because uh, I always wanted to try to somehow figure out a way to incorporate something like that into beer cup, but kind of like haven't quite figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so the beer cup itself though, actually doesn't go to an individual, right? It goes to the club with the most points. Correct. All right. So that I know it's not a cup. It's actually a plaque. Um, well, it's a plaque, and now the cup is actually a conical fermenter. Really? Oh, yeah. So that, does that travel around right then to the window? The conical. Yeah. There's so so what so there is a conical fermenter, and we're gonna Dan's gonna figure out a way that we can get um, little plaques to put on it, either on the legs or to put it on it somehow so we can have each year kind of almost like the Stanley cup. It's so it's actually um, uh, a, a conical fermenter. It's a metal one and KGB bought legs to put on it and they're, they're not the best, but they roll and it's easier to, to move around in the basement, wherever it's at. Plus it comes with a five gallon keg. And so if you win the beer cup that year, you have to brew a beer as a club or however, and bring it for feast of Friday 
and serve that beer with Feast of Friday. Cool. Okay. So, oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that connection there. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 That was uh, that one of the things that I go. Uh, what happened? I think. I think we had the beer cup. Um, the so the first year I did it, the beer cup went missing. <laughs> oh no. no. And that was the year. Uh, or what, what was it? Maybe it was the year that Angie did it. But all I know is that one year the beer cup actually physically went missing. It got picked up from somebody at Coonan, and it turned out it was Dan who picked it up to go get it taken care of or redone. Or because this this cup has been floating around for ten years, and if you actually get a chance ever drink out of it, you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> it's gross on the inside. And uh, you know, Coonan's always kept it up in the 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 corner, putting other things in it and whatnot over the year. You know, the year while it's hanging out there. So that's why we turned it into a conical fermenter instead of the uh, the uh, actual cup itself, because the trophy was just bad and it was retired. But it got lost that year. And that year, I, I apologize, Ann Arbor Brewing Guild, we didn't have it for them that year, so they never actually physically had the cup. It was missing. Oh. And what happened was Dan went to get it taken care of. Well, the place that he was, the trophy company, he got it taken care of, lost it for a while. And I can't remember the surface sometime after and just we never, it never connected and made made its way over to AABG. So (laughs) (laughs) So that's why it turned into the actual conical fermenter. And that way it's less likely to get lost. (laughs) Right on. So. So what is, uh, if, if the club gets the actual cup, then what, what does the, um, do, do you have like, who gets the best of show? Like what is the best of show? So the best of show is basically the person whose beer, cider or mead. Cause I believe, uh, Conrad out of craft won best of show last year and he did it with a cider. His, he, he pronounced it with his K instead of, uh, you know, a C, he, but it's his uh, cherry cider or something like that. And uh, he, uh, he won it with it. And so basically he gets bragging rights. That's more of a plaque out of anything. And uh, he usually gets, well, we get prizes and donations throughout the, uh, up to that point, we kind of, kind of figure out what value, you know, oh, something, you know, may have came up up with the bigger value so he gets one of the bigger prize value items at that point for being best of show at that point but he's the best person out of all the beers and ciders and meads his stood out the most is that based on points or just based on like you know individual tastes and stuff just this is this is just so good so he he, his, his cider or his beer but his cider specifically went through the judging went through the mini best, went through that, went on to mini best to show, went through two best to show and beat out all the other beers basically. So it's gone through all the hoopla to get there. So that cookie crumbled upwards as opposed to down. So maybe we covered this and I just didn't follow, but like how many, I guess, best of show like tables, how many tiers are there that, that There's, like you'd have to go through? One best of show, basically. So basically, okay. let's say everybody won, and you take the first place out of all the beers. So there's one first place for all the 40 categories. So there's usually 40 beers in front of three different judges, okay. 40 cups of each little beer, and then they go through, and they just start 
marking ones that they don't like that doesn't stand up and then they slowly weed it away until there's only one left. So it, there, it's all the first places throughout the whole thing. All That's right, cool, cool. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna say it, Brian, because you mentioned it. Yes, I did just quickly crack a <laughs> beer in succession. <laughs> I opened a two-year-old raspberry stout that was absolute shit, and that got dumped. Uh, <laughs> oh, what did yeah. you dump it into? You didn't go anywhere. He's got his yeah. I was gonna say he's got. <laughs> What's it say? Let's do this. No, it's a Home Depot bucket. So but it's it says, a bucket that I have in here for my aquarium. Uh, but it says "Let's do here. this" on the side, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> let's do this and uh and so i i that yeah that raspberry stout was pretty bad uh i'm gonna go i have a case of it in the basement so i'll go into the trash um and, you know and, with distills oh i yeah I've, I've i need to i need to um so i just transitioned to opening a looper look at how clear and pretty that is yeah that guy looks good it's always been really clear that's nice yeah so uh and I know David's watching other people. So Nikki, this is a beer. This is one before, uh, gold and sours. Uh, it's a beer that I brewed with for the club. We had a cereal beer competition where we had to brew a beer with a box of cereal. Oh and yes, I, I brewed it with Fruit Loops. Okay. So it's a Berliner Weiss with Fruit Loops. Uh, it won the club competition. It went on to win uh, regional medals in in. Uh, nationals and it won medals in michigan beer cup and it's with a box of fucking fruit loops <laughs> and, and i i tried That's to brew awesome. it with i tried to brew it without the fruit loops once and it didn't turn out well so uh, oh. i i always i when it went it actually went to the final table at nationals a couple of times and i always worried like what if you know because i think the final table in nationals like if you win they want the recipe and i'm like do i tell them it's got a family-sized <laughs> box of Fruit Loops. <laughs> yes, you you're, do. <laughs> you're judging, though. It came back as a, as a perfect example of the style. Yeah, no, no. BJCP judges have regularly commented that it is a classic example of style. And I just I want to know if if it is a classic example of style, then how in the hell did, uh, did the Germans do it without Fruit Loops? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, still to this day, brewed with a box of Fruit Loops, damn tasty. Have you have you rebrewed that a few times, or is this still off of the first batch? No, this is I brewed it like four times. I I do, really did do it once without Fruit Loops, and uh, you get the same result with Fruit Loops every time. Every time, yeah. See, knows his equipment. That's half the battles knowing your equipment too. Yeah, but the time that I did it without Fruit Loops, I dumped it. Oh, I, I just, I just didn't, it didn't turn out. It, uh, it, oddly enough, it was hazy, like without the fruit loops, it came out. <laughs> it wasn't as, as nice, you know, this is a nice clear straw colored Berliner Weiss, you know, yeah. and, uh, without the fruit loops, it was hazy and ugly and, and just didn't taste right. And I dumped it out. So box of fruit loops, kids. Box of fruit loops. So what's the yeah. base style on it again? Berliner oh, Weiss. Berliner, Berliner yeah. Weiss. Yeah, that's right. It, and it literally is like just a very basic Berliner Weiss with a box of Fruit Loops thrown in it. That's okay. No, that's, that's the equivalent of you throwing actual sour, uh, sour uh, like Brett or um, any of the sour stuff in it. So your your box of Fruit Loops gives you the sour. You don't have to go out and buy the, the yeast for it. You just yeah. buy the, the Fruit Loops. 
Well, so for the original competition, the, the club competition, because Berliner Weisses are typically served with a syrup or shoes, uh, you know, to, to, to put in it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I took another box of Fruit Loops and I boiled them down and I made a Fruit Loop syrup. Oh, how was it? It was great, but I can't, <laughs> I can't submit that to Beer Cup. You know, you guys, I can't. I should tape a little vial to the bottle and be like, dump it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> simple. I remember uh, you telling us about that. Like when you first brew it, doesn't it start like come out the color of your shirt? Oh yeah, no, it's it's gray. It starts out like dishwater, and then it turns, <laughs> and then like the 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 blues fall out, and it turns into like this ectoplasm green, and then uh, and then eventually when you cold crash it, all the green falls out, and you get this yeah, you get this great straw color here. That's chemi chemistry at its finest, right? It is. It is all of those all of those dyes, the the red and blue DC forty whatever the hell they call, they all crash out. <laughs> Sure, it has to do with like pH changes too and stuff like that, right? Like <laughs> probably. Oh, just get me something. Yeah. Uh, well, Brian, what are you drinking? Are I, you uh, I'm just finishing up my sour New England, um, which held up well. I had a bottle off like the last little bit of it to uh, make room in the keyser for some stuff. But I actually have a couple of bottles of your shit in the fridge that I I might have to dive into in a minute. I don't know what I've given you. What What's in your horn? Ooh, those oh. are pretty. Is that the watermelon? No, this is. Oh. Everybody in my club fears. Prison tang. Is that the pH at the bottom there? Four and five? Or? That's, that's, I, uh, that's basically the okay. stratifying. So it's whatever is it, it clears out. So it's actually cider. And uh, so when I was first moving into my condo here about five years ago, um, so five years, because I've done one for every year I've been here. And uh, before I moved, I was like, I'm packing up stuff and it's the middle of February-ish area. And I'm like, I need to ferment something. And, and so I didn't want to pull out like all the beer stuff and everything. So I bought apple juice, not from concentrate, from Meyer, and uh, organic carrot juice and the reason i did this is um my friend with the juicer when i did the watermelon uh he juiced a lot and we did um we did a lot of uh granny smith apples with carrots and it was wonderful to drink i don't know why it was but it was wonderful so i'm like this combo's a this is a the shoe in easy to do and you know of course it's this wonderful color and uh i took it to one of the kgb meetings or like judgings that we were doing and i like just bottled the first one i only have one bottle left so i've been saving two bottles except for the first one every year so i'm gonna have a vertical after 10 years wow <laughs> and uh and it basically i've updated the recipe every single time because the first time it's literally smelled like feet and earth. Oh, nice. <laughs> I oh. mean, it didn't taste bad. It just smelled like, no, no. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And so, but I get very great reviews because uh, prison tang 5.0 and prison tang 4.0 are the same recipe with one difference. The uh, 5.0 has actual tang in it. Oh. <laughs> awesome. And everybody loves it. But I've changed it. I figured out different ways to ferment it. I only make one gallon every year. Um and I first year I just fermented it. Now I actually use 
the cider from our cider buy, so our cider buy pickup is next Saturday, not this coming, but next Saturday. Um, so I have to have a gallon jug ready to go for it. But I also, what I do is I take the carrot juice and I kill the yeast separately in another carboy, and then I blend them when they're when the cider's done fermenting, and then and then I uh, kill the yeast again, and then I bottle it, and I bottle it still, but. 65 to 75 percent of the time it always ends up fermenting again all the time we so, got some fans out there so we got george that <laughs> yeah, yeah. prison tang that's a great name for it that's amazing uh doug king in our club uh uh made the comment he goes hey man it looks like prison tank the first time it, and it just stuck and so, and then I just kind of call it 1.0, 4.0, whatever year I yeah. brewed it. So that's nice. the year it's kind of how many times. We, we usually go through comments and try to throw questions up here. And I don't really see any questions other than, well, here's Connie again, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Amy is, but that's, that's my mom. That's yeah, his I mean, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Connie. If she's still watching. She might have tagged somebody. Like the tags don't always show up in like our yeah. stream yard chat. Um, so Nikki, any, any, uh, any tips or advice on people entering beers in the beer cup? Um, biggest one is, uh, go to your club members, um, talk to them about your beer, have them taste your beer, try your beer. So while you may have brewed a beer that's supposed to be, um, let's say for an IPA, but it turns out more of a pale ale. Those people are going to help you define where to put it and what to put it at um, for category wise, because um, that's probably the biggest thing is putting it in the correct category, knowing what category. I know a lot of people will enter the same beer in multiple categories to get the right one, but to eliminate some of that and minimize it, talk to your fellow home brewers and uh, BJCP fellow home brewers. Yeah. Brian and I did a presentation on that, on how to brew beer for competition. It was always enter the beer in the category, enter the beer that you brewed, not, not the category you aimed for. Yeah. Huh. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a, that's a very big one. It's a very good one. <clears throat> right on. We used to, have, our, our, one of our former presidents, um, uh, he used to get uh, a bunch of people together right around when Michigan Beer Cup competition opened up registration, and he would get a lot of uh, fellow homebrewers that he uh, respected, and they he would have all of his beers. He would pull them out and have them, which category do you think it would put in? It takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of time of effort from somebody else to help do that with you, but, I mean, give them props for doing that, but it was uh, – yeah, George Turner said, volunteer, learn how to competitions oh, work, judging aren't not as scary as it seems. Yes, that's another good one, too. Yeah. Uh, help Stuart, because you get to see how your how a beer actually gets judged. That's a good one. Yeah, I know that's been something that's kind of been on my list for a while is, you know, trying to sign up for stewarding. Just yeah. To, just to get that insight, you know. Yeah. Last, last year, not last year, but the year, the last beer cup, I think David Jones and I were looking at it to try to get over there, but there was just something that weekend. It just didn't work out, but I, I really wanted to come over and help with that. I'm going to hopefully try next year. I think uh, we were going to go back to the uh, initial judging um, the first weekend in August and then Michigan Homebrew Festival award ceremony 
two weekends later from that, the third weekend in August. So I think that was the biggest thing. I was trying to uh, see what kind of draw we had for people in uh, July to maybe get people, but I was fighting the same amount of issues that I did in the weekend at all, in August. So it didn't matter to me at that point. Sometimes you just have to do it to see what happens. And right. it felt like last year, like, wasn't it? Uh, and and I, I don't mean to start any shit, but did you run into any issues with people judging uh, state fair at the same time? Because I, I thought, and somebody made a comment about that in chat. Yeah, we were, we uh, were, the, we, I think what happened, so this is what we're George. fighting. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, J George Turner says, yeah, um, it's the weekend before. So state fair was the weekend before. We were the next weekend, and then you had, uh, summer beer festival the following weekend and so either way we were going to be after a beer event it didn't matter so and that's what you fight because even the uh weekend we typically do it um a lot of people in our area go to the great taste of midwest mm -hmm. and that's the weekend between uh beer cup judging and homebrew festival so it was literally a, nothing but these weekends of just beer stuff that are going on that people are going to and it's like it is what it is. <laughs> Are you drinking the prison tank? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm drinking 4.0. That nice. does look like tang. That is like I know. Non -orange. <laughs> it's awesome. That's fantastic. Carrot cider. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so Brian and I have a dream of doing. Yeah. Can I can uh, I say it? Yeah, do it. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Juice. Oh, I knew this is what, where, where we were going. It's, uh. it's, it's, it's going to be a meat-flavored New England IPA. <laughs> savory New England IPA. He said the name wrong. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be called. We uh, came up with the name. Uh, juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it, so I just to I guess get into it. Are you going to just throw a beef bone into the? boil is that like <laughs> I mean, no. I, but i still it has to have the orangey citrusy new england characteristics on top of yeah just a big old beef brisket or whatever <laughs> i don't know oh it's definitely got to have msg just a, a just a ton of it. Just yeah. a shit ton of MSG. Yeah, just just do what was it at the, uh, uh, what is it, a Goza? A lot of people like to just do it at a Goza instead. And we can put the salt in there. It's like, uh, who was it Who two years ago? It, w it wasn't Lapeer. Maybe Ann Arbor did the bean soup. Oh. oh they, they brewed it over an open fire or something. Open right? fire, garlic, onion, white And let beans. it dribble down into it? Yeah, beans. Oh. Yeah, it was... <laughs> So horribly delicious. <laughs> it's probably the most unique thing I have ever drank. If their if their goal was to give you something to, to remember about Homebrew Fest forever and ever, they hit. I it. did it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I specifically remember like drunk, drunk Jordan, like like grabbing my arm and being like, "Follow me," or maybe it was Jason. I don't no, know. It was he, like, grabbed me and was like, "Both of us over there." <laughs> yeah, you got to drink this shit Jason, that I just drank. Yeah, Jason and David were sitting there watching us taste it, <laughs> laughing. Whatever. <laughs> the, uh, one of the first things I remember joining even just KGB uh, about eight or so years ago, and one of uh, the club members at the time, he's now a uh, manager over at Cadillacs. His name is Stack, and uh, he brewed a sausage beer. 
And I, I can't remember if I got a chance to taste it or I just heard about it and missed it or something like that. But it, it, it survived for a couple of years. It tasted bad. It tasted good. It, you had like so many mixed results. It's kind of like presenting. You either love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Here's, here's David saying it was him. He dragged. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we had a we had a member last year for for uh, gang beer. Uh, a member, Ron Henning. Um, so in gang beer last year, you had to brew a beer with ingredients that started with the initials of your club, and and we're in Keepers of Craft, so K O C. And so Ron chose to do uh, kielbasa, Oreos, and cocoa nibs. Wow. That yeah. sounds delicious. Actually, it was unique. <laughs> it was unique, and and if Ron's watching this, he will he will swear there was one lady at Homebrew Fest that like because, all right, you know, as 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 the guy that kind of set up the bar and and runs the club bar, I was a little hesitant of running meat through my actual bar <laughs> lines, especially since we have a fair amount of vegetarians in the club. Did you tap that? We so tapped that. Beer I there? did not let him. I I would not tap it on oh, okay. the club bar because I did not want to put meat through their line. So that's fair. I picnic tapped it on the side and there was one lady and I don't know who she was or where she was from, but she came up and she fucking loved Ron's kielbasa. Amazing. Out. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was fine. Like flavor wise, it was one of those things like, you know, you taste it and it's like, it's actually not bad. It's just it's the kind of what it's, it was, sounds like yeah it, it was greasy <laughs> <laughs> so was, yeah slid down the back of your throat yeah oh, weird greasy arteries so any uh any big changes or plans for beer cup next year or any, uh, any news? and nothing specific i think uh as soon as like the shutdown hit and everything. I just, everything just kind of fell right out of my head. And it was like, Oh, Dan's like, we're going to still try to run it to see what the, sh you know, what happens with the shutdown. And I was like, okay. And let's go through the month of May. And I'm like, okay, I'll just send out if I need to. <laughs> and it was like, all right, come May. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Okay. Sounds good. But everything was out of my head. Um, probably still going to run with like we were going to do this year, have, uh, people from different clubs. I want to try to do is turn Michigan Beer Cup ultimately into a club, for lack of better words, and actually have officers and mostly volunteers at that point. So almost like when you have your club, you know, you're looking to do officers for that position. Say, hey, we're looking for volunteers to be uh, a go-between or you know an officer for Michigan Beer Cup and and kind of have a minimum of like at least, you know, two to three people or four people just being part of it, whether it's, you know, somebody just, you're just getting like Jason's going to be getting uh, donations and stuff like that just around Michigan from their area and, and reaching out and rallying the troops in their area and making sure people participate and explaining it and understanding it and making sure the word is out at that point. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to figure out a way to try to do, I don't know if anybody of you remember, but they had, um, what is it that one time they did, um, I can't remember. They caught, it was like Joker or something. They had some like a weird thing. Joker's wild or something during the competition a couple years back. 
I, I do remember that and I don't remember it at the same time. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Um, cause that was the last year Dan ran it, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. He, he told me about it and, and that's kind of was what I was, uh, trying to get something back up and running in that. But I think I'll probably do is I got the, uh, uh, uh award back for, um, the right track award that I did the first year for yeah. the best of honorable mentions, which the stewards judge. So I may do that again. So any honorable mention, have the stewards judge it and do another one of those. And I tried really hard to make sure that the best of honorable mentions wasn't somebody that was already uh, winning another award, but I might just drop that all together and just do, here's the best of honorable mentions. And and just add that to part of everything. So yeah, no, I, I thought that was a cool right. award. That was, you know, a neat, a neat one to do. Yeah, I, I spray painted that award myself and put it together. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> I, I liked the uh, the randomization of the uh, categories uh, yes. last year too. That was that was uh, nice, especially for the way that like the prizes were laid out and stuff like that. It wasn't like. Category one gets the best choice of prizes, and category two gets the second choice. Oh, I know. I was going to say, coming from the guy <laughs> manifold for his first place, I got a yeah. hoodie. That's good. I literally <laughs> sat one night and put all the categories in a bowl, and I drew them out, and I wrote them out. And then and then what I do is when I get the people's names after I do that, I start. I buy like the little spiral index note cards. And I write them on it, whether it's two or yeah. three of them. And I just go through and just do that. And it seems to work the best, especially with Mike and Barry being MC. Yeah. Um, I think that keeps things rolling. Oh, it keeps sure. things interesting. I yep. mean, you yep. know, in, yep. in the first years, I remember going like, I don't even need to show up until category 15. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to go get a beer. Like, yeah, but now it makes it an event. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I like where we're at in the bowl of the fort because it's literally the lowest point in the fort mm -hmm. and everybody is like tiered up yep. and, and everybody can see. And you know what? They're within, if they're not within five, 10 feet of a beer, they will be in like less than a second. Oh yeah. And no, we, we got to sit there right at our bar and that's David Jones, our club president saying it was pretty fun yep. and sweet. I concur. Um, and then next year at our new position, you know, over next to uh, um, Livingston Social, uh, well, yeah, it's going to be right. We're going to have like front row seats. So, of course, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Michigan Beer Cup is so damn cool. I, I know I've done a lot of preaching to the, the West Side to try to get people, more and more people. You are the West Side ambassador for the Beer yeah, Cup. Yeah, it, It's It's just been, It's I think, one of the better things uh, in brewing that I do. So thinking of uh, locations too, because, um, you guys being on the West side, but I, the first year I got involved to, um, I got, they were, uh, U brew, but they're now called fresh Crooks brew works up in Traverse city. Um, I got them involved in the, there's like that, there's an actual club up there that's affiliated that participates there. And so I know there's not as many, uh, homebrew clubs on the west side as close as they are over in the greater metro yeah. right area, but it's kind of nice to know, say, hey, you know, and and they're up there, they're like, I'll meet you, and 90%, 99% of the time, I just go up there because it's like, I'm going to go up there because I don't, I don't see you guys a lot, so yeah. oh, and cool. I'm just going to go do it, but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool that uh, 
We just need somebody over there just to say, hey, come on, shake a feather. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and honestly, the Michigan Homebrew Festival and, and Michigan Beer Cup has is, is introduced me to just so many cool people. And there's such a great club presence over on the east side. And, uh, you know, I know we're, we're a little bit more limited on the west side, but that just shows the, the Michigan brewing community is amazing. It's ultimately why I do what I do and, and I think why we started this show. Uh, just to engage in the community and learn more about you guys. And uh, we're going to get the beer fest guys on one of these days. Hopefully I'll get Dan in there. And I know I was, I kind of, I said, Oh, let's do a KGB versus craft for the uh, keepers of craft for the uh, thing. And I just haven't, haven't had a chance. No, it's, and, and that's, that's partially our fault too, is, is we got really busy. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our club president, David, who I, I tagged into that conversation, uh, and I don't want to give away too much, but he's just super fucking busy at work right now, saving the world. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you for saving the world, David. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. He's uh, like, <laughs> he, he's running the uh, COVID vaccine line or, okay. or getting that set up in, in Kalamazoo at Pfizer. So he's been busy. We've all been busy. We just haven't been able to circle up. So well, maybe just after the new year, because it could be yeah. Yeah. something that just snowballs like a little after. The holidays get through. I know um, I had some things going on at on the home front, and then I'm going to Charleston at the end of the month. So good luck for my brother's wedding. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> I'm flying for the first time. Oh no oh, shit! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love flying. Right in the first middle class of COVID. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh nice. Yeah, oh, you're that's a cool. great time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not go. sure yet. Good, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah yeah no we'll we'll get together I definitely want to uh i know uh somebody you know probably like brian talked a lot of shit during that kgb episode yeah totally me uh yeah. Well, I, I send you, Jason, all those pictures. I still had all the little <laughs> cards that were left over just from Michigan Beer Cup last I year. Was and I was counting them, and I was just like, "Oh my god, yeah!" But it was, it was, it was definitely nine points close. So <sighs> you were the second closest to KGB. The first craft uh, was close one year at one point, and that was like the oh. first year at Camp Agawam that uh, that Michigan Beer Cup was. Um, one point away craft was one point under kgb and then like the following year or two years later ann arbor brewing guild won it and then we took it back <laughs> honestly i think we're doing meads this year yeah, we are definitely oh, doing oh, meads. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll Got bring it away right now if we were uh, one point away, Nikki, I probably would have got drunk and stolen that fucking trophy from you. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been following around with the conical fermenter yeah, and yeah. be like, oh my God, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a tendency of getting drunk at Hobrew Fest and stealing vegetables and fruit and, uh, and things like that. So, <laughs> so not, all we need to do is dangle mm. the carrot. <laughs> so I tried to show it earlier, but we we're we're in the way. We have a background of me like I I stole this watermelon, and I don't even know where the fuck I stole it from. Uh, <laughs> Somebody had it somewhere. I, I do I do regularly, Rob, uh, and we've talked about this. I think I, I talked to your president about it. The guy that the the guy in your club that does the salsa, I've stolen his oh. tomatoes twice. Steve Brokenshire. They're delicious. They're fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, that salsa is delicious when you're drinking it beer. It's oh, it is. It's great. You guys oh, yeah. always, I'll say that about KGB, and this is not a KGB episode, but you guys always put it on. The, one of the, the better setups, you know, 
And uh, I think one of these days we're going to emulate it. David says, I only stole fruit. I steal fruit. Um, <laughs> get, a, get a potato next year, Jason. If it was there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what happens after midnight just yes. happens. What, yeah, it's, it's what happens at MHF stays at MHF. Exactly. Or it gets posted on social media. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who was your kid that was sleeping on the park bench? I love that guy. No, it, uh, oh, so Nathan, Nathan uh, uh, he's, he's, he's an on and off club member, but okay. he, he's just notorious. The first year, I think. He was part of the club and I'd already gone to MHF uh, the first year and I said, come, you know, you know, it's part of the whole rally, get the troops going. And he, and he came in because but he, he, he was unemployed at the time, the first time he came. So he's I go, just pay the forty dollars, get there. They have bunks you can fall asleep in. And it just turned into he drank until he passed out up at the upper mead bar and fell down and fell asleep there the first night. <laughs> the, the second time, I think he did make it to one of the bunks in the bunkhouse. Uh, he's done a sleeping bag in the pile of leaves outside of the mead bar, outside yes. of the floor. I, I was just going yeah. yeah, uh, We were surfing at our bar, and I just look over, and there's this guy, like, piling leaves behind somebody's kegerator and just, like, <laughs> throwing a sleeping bag out. I'm like, is that, is that dude okay? And somebody at the bar is like, yeah, he's fine. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it just it just follows Nathan's stories. They're just they're just abound in our in our club. So <laughs> the first year he he came, he ended up trying. The, you remember that the the naked swim thing that was supposed to happen? Oh, the dirty swim. The yeah. dirty swim. Well, he wanted to participate, and he, so he didn't even participate. He just went trying to look for the water. <laughs> It somehow he ended up over at the very far camp spot, not the actual beach, and he ended up in that little cellar cave that's back there. Have you ever been to yeah, South yeah. whatever? There's like, back yeah. yeah. There's like a little cellar cave back there. And he's messaging me. He goes, Where am I? What am I doing? I'm in a cave. And, and so that that year was like there was a bunch of like nicknames, like naked in a cave, all these things that came out of <laughs> Nathan just doing these random shit everywhere. And, and it was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I was getting text messages like crazy from him getting lost from trying to do this, make it swim while everybody else is trying to actually drink the beer and for number nine on tap. And and that year, number nine for our tap was KG uh, Coonan's root beer. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so we're like and then we didn't have a number nine up at the meat bar at that time so we're like we'll just serve you whatever you want i gotta grab another beer yeah no like david just mentioned we have our own mcquillan stories uh every club yeah. has one right everybody ha like well matt, matt mcquillan is a great guy in our club sorry grab another beer it was like the first year that we brought him. It, it, something like, it seemed like David and Amy and I, all we could do is wander around and go, who has McQuillan? 
you know, because he was he was hanging out with KGB or he was hanging out with Crafter, and he was just everywhere. He was just this. He was like the MHF <laughs> mascot. And you know, before we went to bed, we we're like, "Is Matt safe?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like uh, it sounds like we have a club excursion. David's. I'm finding those fucking caves. Uh, we're going here. spelunking. Hell so, yeah. a funny story about those caves is uh, the, those caves. That it's area. Not cave. It's, it's not even caves. It's like a four by five little cellar in the in the hole in the ground. Yeah, but it's like it's back in the corner. And the first year that Keepers was going to go there, that was actually the area, the part of the campground that I rented, or that I said everybody come here. And then okay. I realized when we got there, because I'm like, usually, I'm usually one of the first ones there. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, that's way the fuck out in the corner. Um, and I switched it to the pines. And I think as everybody was coming in, I was like, No, camp here. Yeah, yeah, South Hill. Like camp here. Ah, so Brian, what the hell is CMS? Uh, Court something? customer management oh. system. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how old is that bottle? I don't know. I don't what know. does it look like? It's clear. I don't know. It looks like beer. What does it smell like? Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh. Oh no. Is that our um? Is that our orange clone? Is that is that creamsicle? Cream, creamsicle. It's no. creamsicle. I think it's creamsicle. Really? Okay. Yeah, that could that could easily stand for that. Ah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So that that South Hill, it's like the descent, but with beer. <laughs> David don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it already. Dude, I can't wait, man. Beer camp and beer cup. It's like beer camp. It's beer Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I refer to I it as, as, as homebrewing community. It's uh it's the beer uh homebrewers Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Can't wait till next year. Um yep. Yeah, super, I have I, I have a friend that lives in Ann Arbor. She she came to uh, with me the first year to Michigan Homebrew Festival, and she's been every year except for I think last year. Um, but every year, she, I show her where our tents are, show her where everything is, because the first year she her and I went was the last year at Groveland Oaks. Hmm. So I was, I was there when the when the when the, the cops came. Fire. Yeah, in the bonfire and when it was all quiet and everything. But oh, uh, I was a day tripper then, so I think my wife and I had just left, and then all hell broke loose. So yeah, so every time though, I, I show her. I think she's starting to get because I keep getting the. I go to East Prairie or the Prairie, whatever is right there across from the the bunkhouse, right in those trees there. And uh, so I always try to camp in the same spot, but the first couple of years she would get so drunk. She doesn't remember where she's at. Like I, I remember uh, uh, what who I can't remember one of the runners uh, who runs Michigan homebrew festival. He always ends up taking her back to the tent or somebody else ends up taking her back to the tent to know where it's at. And I'm already asleep and I don't even know. Mm. So, Cause she's like one of those, she's, she's Irish and she's German. So she's got the cast iron drinking skills oh, and yeah. she, she'll, she'll keep moving without even thinking about it. <laughs> and I wish I had even a 10th of what she has. She just will keep going. She'd be one of those people that would be up to like six o'clock in the morning. Oh, I got to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I can't, I can't wait till, till, uh, till homebrew fest, uh, comes back. I'm, I'm really, really bummed that we didn't get to do it this year. Um, I just, I really need it back next year. So <laughs> yep. you need your Vegas. <laughs> I do. Everybody's going to need a vacation after this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. We had a beer Christmas. Yeah. Right. So here was a, so the, I think it was the, so the first year we did the um, award ceremony at MHF in the bowl in the fort. Um, we were originally were going to have an actual stage built. That happened like, like this really fast, and it was going to have a banner that was going to be lit on fire and disappear like magic and puff of smoke somehow. <laughs> That didn't happen. Okay, <laughs> 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 didn't happen. <laughs> and you can establish whose idea that was. Right. <laughs> yeah, we were just gonna try to get a couple pallets and like just put them down and put four by things, and then and then that just became like, well, then it became an effort. Then it became well, somebody has to figure out how to step up on it, and then how many people are drinking trying to figure out how to step on it, and then stepping <laughs> off of it. And we're like, okay, yeah, just, uh, we're just gonna just too do many steps. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was just too many factors that were involved. That was be <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it happen, David. Yes, you can make it happen. All right. Well, it's, it has been a great time hanging out with you, Nikki. I'm sorry that we didn't get to hang out this year at beer camp. Uh, I really, really can't wait till next year and uh, and bring back the beer cup. I, I was, I was running, uh, you know, on my wall of, of of things that that helps me justify why I do what I do. I, I'm going to miss medals. Yeah, all my medals. Yeah, yeah that's I missed miss the 2020 medal. Um. So next so year we should all get participation points at this point. Cause we made it through 2020. No, I talked about that once before I was going to order gold medals is like, like I brewed during COVID, you know, and fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and then just sell them for like charity and donate the money or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but whatever. Um, so yeah. Uh, for the show next week, uh, we're going to have uh, the head of sales, um, Wes, from Oddside. We're going to learn all about the Oddside um, brewing line uh, and what they've got going on. Actually, we don't know. Uh, we're going to figure that out. But Oddside is going to be here. Um, the the show after that will be something stupid where we're talking about something, I'm sure. You should, you should do those uh, mixed beers or the mystery beers. Or the, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right? Yeah, we we do. We'll just raid Jordan's cellar. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do need oh, to do that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, if anybody has any breweries that you know or like or you want us to talk to, you know, uh, the best way for us to get um, you know, kind of new people on the show is, is introductions. So if you know anybody, let us know. Uh, and then the last thing I'm going to say is, uh, you know, we're working on that new intro we showed at the beginning of the show. If you tune in late, go back and check it out. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of an outro on the way out. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, Nikki. Really appreciate it. No problem. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see everybody next week. So take it easy guys. Cheers. Night, everyone. Cheers. 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 Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>